Hello and welcome to the third episode of the Pioneers Conclave. My name is Dhruv Joshi and today as the co-host for this episode, we have Sandhali Maurya. Coming to the guests of this episode, um, before I would give a formal introduction of the guest, I would like to say that the world we live in today is very superficial and people look up to a lot of celebs and call them influencers uh, and they admire their lifestyle and all of it, try to copy that. But today with us, we are the real influencer. We are the epitome of positivity. This man has not only influenced humans, but also animals. So not taking more time, uh, welcome Mr. Shantanu. We are really glad to have you on the show. Hi, thanks for having me, Dhruv. I've been looking forward to this. And hi, Sandali. And uh, thank you for that very generous introduction. Um, I will try to live up to it every day, but uh, I look forward to this conversation. And uh, I've been looking forward to doing a podcast. This is my very first. And I'm glad that I'm doing it with youngsters such as yourselves. So from engineering to founding Motopause, from working on the pet hospital project for Tata Trust to founding On Your Sparks, and now you work so closely with Mr. Tata. So if you had to sum up this entire journey in a word, phrase, or a sentence, what would it be? Unexpected. Uh, it would definitely be the word unexpected. At no point in every step of this journey that you have described right now, did I know that the next step was going to happen. I didn't know it when I was doing motopause. I didn't know it when I went to Cornell. I didn't when, know it when I actually came back to Bombay to work for Mr. Data. So the unique part about this story for me personally is that at no point did I know it's going to unfold like this, which is very strange because I've always been someone who has mapped out what's going to happen next right up to like 12th standard engineering and then life just went in a completely different direction i'm happy about it so yeah i would call it pretty unexpected so whenever unexpected plans are usually the best ones and they turn out to be like really good with time i suppose so that's yeah, happening to you i guess yeah if you if you start looking at chapters of your life as stories um, if you start thinking in a way that what is happening right now is something I'm going to narrate as a story two years from now, your perspective on life changes a little bit and you start doing things you normally wouldn't have because that anxiety, a good anxiety sets in where you, you think to yourself, what exactly is my story unfolding as? And then you start to make unexpected decisions and let them unfold, which you normally wouldn't do. Did you always feel like this, like since the very beginning or even as a child, did you always feel like, okay, I have different ideas. Do you, were you always this creative and so thoughtful? Not at all. Not at all. If I'm being very honest, I was the cut and dry cookie cut um, Indian student who mm -hmm. had mapped out his entire route from 10th standard, this much percentage, 12th standard, this much percentage, then getting into a good engineering college and uh, just then the masters and the whole shebang. Mm -hmm. So I wasn't this person always. I think that changed somewhere towards when I was in engineering. Um, I started playing the guitar again. Um, when I was a kid, my parents forced put me into uh, a guitar class, which I hated. I hated. I always bunked that guitar class and I went to a cyber cafe and spent money and played game, games a lot. And I wasted all those classes. I wasted them and 
several years later when i popped up in engineering i just picked it up one day mm-hmm. and i started fiddling around with it and it turned into a whole thing but by then i realized that i always have this innate need of converting whatever i'm doing into something meaningful um for me mm-hmm. for me to be able to acknowledge and enjoy it so i started making composing songs for social causes and they were very bad i would never let them surface anywhere on youtube or in any <laughs> nobody needs to listen to the song but yeah, they were yeah. about child third page of google search we always find those gems we found them don't worry <laughs> i know what yeah. i have to do after this podcast <laughs> but they were about child labor they were about women harassment um, nirbhaya incident had happened back then so but with each song i was sort of improving i had put together this small team with my best friend back then who used to shoot and edit and i used to make the songs and by the fourth or fifth video we actually got good and we made this video called pause for a cause which by the way you should watch it is a great video it's about this it's a story of this stray puppy called johnny who was out on the streets and it's very real footage and i have uh, seen the video and it's adorable yeah and it's a very heartfelt video and from that video i realized that i do don't want to keep doing conventional things because i remember when i shot that video my semester exams for engineering third year i think were a month away and my parents and my friends were telling me not the right time not the right time and i was just like sneaking out under a different pretext and shooting the video anyway and uh, that sort of triggered a little spark about going off road constantly um all of these videos used to get a lot of coverage in the media and stuff which is a byproduct and a validity because we were young back then and young people doing things is always novel to media houses the songs were in great um but by pause for a cause uh, we launched an adoption campaign uh then we formed a group of students who worked towards welfare of strays and we weren't experts we didn't know a lot about how to handle rescue cases we didn't know about how to go about adoption and how to choose a family but that was the first step that video after that guitar process that video was the first step to me officially entering into animal uh, welfare and i say officially because i mean in a in a roll up the roll up your sleeves and act kind of way so we actually started getting puppies adopted we actually started responding to emergency cases wherever we could so that was the start of the whole animal welfare scene but to come back to your question which now seems very far away from what i'm saying is yeah i wasn't always going off road and being creative as much as people like to believe that that just needs to be a trait you have all along it just comes to you when it comes to you and it definitely is more quicker in coming to you if you are receptive to it if you're open about it so if you're looking for it especially yeah. absolutely so um, so you said you were into uh, making songs and albums so in if you go to the go in your past uh, the logo your the motopause logo has the word touch t- touch heart in it so is it Correct. this album which sponsored motopause later i mean which formed motopause later so touch heart was our group name um because we were doing it for social cause we went with touch heart also very generic name but uh later on when we did form motopause we did go out and form the organization touch heart under which motopause 
or the music videos um, and the link to motor pause the only link will be that pause for a cause video because after that pause for a cause video we stopped making videos for any social causes we just went on to the animal welfare phase because um that video touched us that story touched us also so we wanted to take it to the next step mm-hmm. so that's the only link between those videos and motor pause do you miss the process of composing music and- i do i do i miss it a lot um i used to have a lot of faith in myself and my music and in the subsequent years i did compose a couple of pieces on the piano and on the guitar and they are just songs lying in um some old diary uh, mm-hmm. and it the i i still remember those songs and how to play them but i never really did anything with them and uh, when are we I know seeing the them obs- again now <laughs> i don't i don't know i don't honestly i have put i've made my plate so full that uh, i don't know how to pick and choose what i want to do or go back to old things because the thing is when i start to do something for example if you said that go and do this album and if i start doing that album i'll be so into it that other things will definitely get um take second seat so my obsession with the project is uh toxic sometimes to the point where i don't do anything else or look at anything else i just want to do that so i need to have that time and mental space to say that yes i want to dedicate the next 3 6 months to making this album that kind of stuff right um so usually i mean jumping to another topic i'm sorry for the very offset tone of changing the topic but uh, so usually in a individual's life we have certain experiences you know just a bad experience or a good experience which is like a life altering change like you know some incident happens and you are so touched by it that you end up changing your entire life because of that incident so what was that incident for you which changed your entire life completely or the way you look at life completely um i would quote two incidents if you let me um the first incident which i have quoted a lot of times in my webinars also but i think it's relevant very relevant to this answer is uh, when i was in my first job as design engineer for a tata automotive company and uh, in a very short time i left that job because i believed that that monotonous frame was not for me and i wanted to go for higher studies and on my last day uh, when i put in my papers and my notice period was coming up my boss came up to me with an individual and introduced him as my replacement and this was two days after i put in my papers and that incident just was just like it just took two days to replace me as an individual and erase me completely from existence where i have spent like every day 10 to 5 in this office so what did i actually leave behind or what will i even be remembered by um and that completely that thoughts got so stuck in my mind that it's still stuck to this day where i often take the time to ask myself if i disappeared tomorrow what will i be remembered by what did i leave behind what impact did i leave behind and i don't mean popularity i don't mean fame but just in terms of what legacy did i create what was i responsible for or whose life did i change when all the time i was here and if the answer is a replaceable 10 to 5 engineer in 2 days then that's something very scary for me 
because there are millions of these and there are people who are comfortable with that and that's fine if you're okay with it but uh, i wasn't and i know that as 2020 unfolds a lot of people aren't everyone's more woke now in terms of what they want from life and what gives them happiness and i would recommend this question to everyone who's watching just to ask yourself if i disappear tomorrow apart from my friends and family missing me what will i be known for or what will i have left behind yeah. and uh, that changed my life completely that was several years ago that was one incident the other one more circumstantial was about motopause i don't know if you want me to answer this now but um when i used to come back from office every night uh, during night shifts in the same job i used to see these dead dogs in the middle of the road that had been run over and i also saw them on highways when i traveled pune bombay and i saw them in several other incidents and it used to eat me because i was always thinking about not of just the fact that the dog had died but what would he be thinking in his last moments and did he even anticipate such a tragedy happening to him when all he was doing was just exist trying to exist in our urban setting um which we are aggressively constantly building so what was he thinking and what did his life amount to rather than just a carcass on the road which by the way gets run over and over again even after the carcass is dead which just goes to show how little value his life has in the end that that troubled me a lot which mm-hmm. led to what i did in my in the future of course and which mm-hmm. had a complete domino effect on my life so motopause and the thinking about what am i doing in my life what am i leaving behind if i had to disappear tomorrow those two incidents i think sort of govern everything that has happened in my life till till date right so um speaking of the ventures that you've you know founded and motopause and all these amazing experiences that you've had and now the level that you're at right now do you ever fear losing any of this or do, because we tend to as humans we have a tendency if we like something if we love something we tend to cling to it and do you ever feel like you're clinging on to it or do you fear losing any of it that's a that's a great question and that's very that's making me search inside my soul a lot <laughs> but fortunately for you and this podcast i have been thinking about this um always and yes you are right uh, i do fear losing all this because things happened in my life very quickly um and that is something that people point out to me constantly that a lot came to me at a very early age or very early on in my career if you get things early on which you never would have imagined you would get then you absolutely fear losing them um when you have them but while this feeling was very strong early on i have learned to deal with it because i believe that i have been put here because the universe wanted me here for a reason so there is a purpose to why i was planted here that purpose might be regarding me that purpose might be regarding the people i am around now or the, the purpose might be related to what i am about to do or what i am doing so if that exists then the purpose of what happens after this will also exist it's just a natural order of things that um if the story has been good so far mm-hmm. then it means that 
I have something to contribute and the universe has some plans for me and those two together, you can't really erase out even if you change the circumstances. Mm. For example, if I wasn't in this job tomorrow or, or I wasn't doing motopause, it will only be because I'm doing something else equal or more worth doing or worth talking about. And when I say talking about not because it's interesting, but because it's something meaningful. That's so um, on your sparks and uh, continuing to do motopause are parts of my life that keep that life protected. So even with everyone, everything happening in my professional career, um, if that were to change tomorrow for the better or for worse, this part is not really ever going to go away because that's an integral part of who I am as a person. Okay. So I know that it's not going to be snatched away. Um, that's, that's for sure. And um, if something bad happens, I think I will be able to survive. It's fine. Okay, Everyone right. does. So. You have good things coming your way, I'm for sure. That's for <laughs> sure. So, so you, your life was like a roller coaster. As you yourself said, you've got a lot of unexpected things at an unexpected age, which people often tell you. So if you had to, if someone would give you an advice, if you wanted an advice in the early phase of your life, what would it be? Like if someone, if you wanted to hear something from someone, like just an advice. Um, that your story matters. Um, I found that out after my story got to where it is. But if someone told me that whatever you're about to do, no matter what it is, it is your story and it matters. Uh, that would that sort of faith in just me as an individual and just acknowledging that I as an individual, no matter what I do, will do something special, which is true for every other individual out there, no matter what they do. But the story part of it, I wish somebody would have told that no matter what you do, from now, you can convert it into a great story and that will be your story and it will be great because it's yours. <clears throat> so that will be only it. Other than that, any technical advice or anything doesn't really work. We've all been through the teenage rebellious phase where we've got all the advice we need, but we've never followed it because we need to fall on our face, make those mistakes and then sort of learn from it. So as much as people envision a mentor or some guiding hand, telling you what's right and then things just fall into place. Um, that's not what always happens because some things you need to learn on your own. Um, and uh, no matter who it, it's coming from. So, all the so did someone, did means, someone tell you that what you're doing is wrong? Like did someone, was there like negative feedback you've got? No, fortunately my family was supportive and unless there was an exam coming up where they were like, this motor pause is taking up too much of your time, you're straying away from engineering, what are you going to do with your life? Uh, having said that, they also supported me in whatever I did anyway. So I surprisingly didn't have that negative arc at all, um, which, is, which, is, which is something I believe is a privilege, but no, I haven't had any obstacles as such uh, about people telling me that what I'm doing is wrong. Mm -hmm. Right. So uh, other than people telling you what's wrong, I'm sure you might have faced a lot of struggles to reach the point that you are at currently. So, um, and talking about struggles, you could, if, if you could list what you, what difficulties you faced and how did you cope up with that negative time? Like you might have been getting thoughts of failure, like, you know, I need to stop or I think I'm doing something wrong if people are, you know, criticizing me or something like that. How do you deal with negative times? 
so um, with motopause we didn't have a lot of negativity um, but there were some entities the animal welfare space in india especially in the metropolitan cities like pune and mumbai and bangalore and such is not very supportive of um, youngsters um, getting into it directly or doing something or pioneering something i get why they would think that because they believe we need to learn a lot about the industry before a lot about that space before we actually are um, doing something meaningful so when we started out we were students i was the only one working and we got a lot of condescending opinions from animal welfare seniors in the industry who have been long, around for a long time that it won't work that this won't work why are you doing this these kids don't know anything so those tags were flung at us a lot but we we stuck to each other and uh, we we played it out anyways it was disheartening but the thing was that the whole motopause team was looking up to me for whatever it was because it's an amazing team and whatever sentiment i carry they will reflect it so if i would have lost heart then they would have lost heart also but we fought it out and we made our space and now we are also we also have some credibility in the animal welfare space um apart from that in terms of education in terms of anything else i didn't really have any issues when i was in engineering all these extra curricular activities were looked down upon for example when we had released a pause for a cause video and it had become very viral i was in my final year of engineering and uh, i had been out of the class for a while because i was taking care of the press release and when i finally went back to class um i had a doubt about a particular topic that the professor was teaching and i raised my hands uh, and i asked him a question and he said that i would have answered that question but uh, why don't you go home and write your songs instead so that sort of looking down on why are you doing anything except being here studying engineering and acing it like everybody else here uh that sort of attitude definitely existed during my engineering day, days um i had uh my my batchmates also usually mocked what i was doing behind my back um the songs itself or the initiative or whatever it was so was it because it was getting popularity i will i will never know i will never know why uh, they did that <laughs> i i never had that conversation with them was it envy or was it just they genuinely felt it's a waste of time either way it didn't really get to me get to me as much but yeah at that time it really gets to you because that's your first expo- exposure to somebody not approving of what you're doing yeah. and it felt i felt bad because in every project that i did during college i used to mention my college and my principal used to make it a point that i mention my college so that they also get credit and which is fine they gave me the time to do all this but in the end when i came back to class and all these professors used to sort of look at me like the black sheep mm-hmm. um was very uh, disheartening did you but, ever feel discouraged after whatever happened with your classmates or professors or for a bit <laughs> for a bit i did but i just i just kept on going i mean my answer to anyone discouraging me was to double up my efforts and just keep going in the direction that i'm going and a part of a big part of that i think would be my parents because whenever i took this to my parents they always said that 
just means that you're doing something that nobody else is doing and you're always going to get this so i've kept that to my, my as a close um, principle and i've just put my head down and kept going um and honestly now that i get more and more exposure as you guys have also noticed it will only keep going up surprisingly it's not as much as any other um sort of publicly exposed individual might get but i think at some point it's going to grow even more and uh, there's no escape from it it's just we indians as a culture in terms of supporting each other are very regressive we will if we are not succeeding we will rather pull down someone else who is also succeeding and that's very ingrained in all our cultures be it online be it in schools be it in colleges and i saw that stark difference when i did go abroad because i was just mind blown by how authentically people from different countries are supporting each other uh criticizing each other but in a constructive way in terms of what they should change and i wish that i had that throughout my life i wish all of us had that throughout our lives and we would all be better people and we would all learn very differently in that sense but the fact remains that indians in general we are a regressive people uh, apart from small pockets and everything anything that anything new someone comes out with the first instinct is to shoot it down so this does just i don't feel sad because it happened to me because i got through it pretty easily if i'm being honest it didn't sort of i didn't go through some dark phase where i was bogged down but i feel bad for the people out there because i see them creating things in whatever category i see them coming out and sharing their feelings about something and all they are facing is attacks so um yeah what's your take on this mental health uh, scenario i mean what you said right now is related to mental health but back then uh, people did not you know term is term it as mental health but recently this topic is like you know all over the internet mental health is important people usually you know tend to say that if you have some problems talk it out and all of that so what's your take on the term mental health and it getting so much uh, known i mean it's known right now so what is your take on that yeah i think the term mental health is becoming more active because people especially youngsters are beginning to acknowledge what they want from life or how happy they are or what is affecting them but now mental health is just like your body if it's not in shape you take care of it uh if it, if you're not if you don't feel fit you want to be fit you do you take certain steps to fix it if you're sick you take medicine if you if you are if you have a fever or if you have a deficiency you take those vitamins and i think it's time that mental health came on the same uh, level of normalcy and so many influencers out there and so many mental health specialists out there are making this happen they're pioneering the way to normalize this which i see a lot which i see even on my profile when i had a conversation the last time on my platforms about mental health the number of people who asked me from different cities for a therapist was um, incredible so i had to sort of compile a list and share it which is a great thing because people are acknowledging it and for the longest time i was a bit of a hypocrite where i was advocating therapy to everyone and i hadn't done it myself but um in the very recent past i have actually gone on to engage in therapy and it has been amazing uh, 
and since a lot of people are listening to this and um talking about mental health let me just take the time to clear two or three basic um misconceptions a um, therapist is not the same as a psychiatrist a therapist is someone who is um who has the professional expertise to talk to you and help you guide you through your own feelings and find the source of where they are coming from so there doesn't have to be something wrong with you or damaged with you that's not sort of some statement you should be making about yourself if you want to see a therapist and even if there was something wrong or damaged there's not no shame in acknowledging it and going to someone and having them guide you through it because in our mind our feelings are always fighting with each other this is something i've experienced so we know what's going on with us we do but why is it happening and where it's coming from and what's the source of it is the key to solving and getting rid of those in the first place and i don't think we can do that by ourselves i don't think we can put that burden on friends either because as much as they want to help us they also have a limited emotional capacity and they don't have the expertise to guide you through it so think of a therapist as a sounding board which based on what you're telling them is responding and guiding you towards why stuff is happening in your life and how you can deal with it better so right. that's such a healthy way of doing it and what i like to call it is internal housekeeping it's like a mental housekeeping and gardening that you do and you just want to make sure that the flowers are blooming and the hedges are trimmed and there's no weeds growing so it's basically like that and right. uh, irrespective of what we do or don't do mental health is getting normalized very quickly um so i'm very happy that that's happening and i think this particular covid bringing it back towards andhidi said earlier is this phase has made us acknowledge our feelings so strongly that i see a lot of people embracing therapy and um, mental health solutions openly because it ha- has just exposed how vulnerable we are to our thoughts and how um in each of our way we need help and we need guidance and there's no shame in coming out and saying one of the issues about mental health going forward which by the way i don't have a solution for but a lot of people out there are trying to solve it is the expense of it so an average therapist does cost 1500 rupees which i guess by the educational expertise of that person and if they have to make their bread and butter might be in fact accurate 1500 might be the average cost but how do you fix the issue of affordability for youngsters or people who don't have jobs which are a lot by the way students who are running on pocket money so if you need four sessions a month that's 6000 bucks and that's not an affordable amount for everyone but at the same time it's the basic money that the therapist needs to make so it hasn't been solved yet but i hope that in the near future someone comes ahead with a solution which is worth looking at I know there are a lot of apps and stuff but it's not like talking to a real person. So might be government initiatives where uh, mental health becomes sponsored or subsidized um or mental health insurance um stuff like that off the top of my head might decide the fate of therapy and mental well-being in our country. And I think mental health relates not just to us <clears throat> privileged classes who can afford um therapy but a lot of societal issues are rooted in mental health 
um, a lot of crime is rooted in mental health where if these individuals early on had access to very good mental health resources uh, who knew why they were acting a certain way they wouldn't turn out to be individuals who they are right now nobody is inherently evil um, they just didn't get the right hand to fix them at the right time or to mm-hmm. someone to tell them that what are the right thoughts and what are the wrong thoughts and we are a long long way away from mental health seeping down to that level which is really sad because these are the people that need it the most right. um we at least have access to resources like looking up on google or searching and finding or at least doing some self analysis which is not the best way to deal with mental health issues but at least we have that whereas what we consider the underprivileged classes who are going through the most amount of trauma the most amount of challenges they will never see the light of day in terms of mental health um, solutions mm-hmm. so that's that should be the end goal that people shouldn't forget so it shouldn't be affordable just for us it should near enough okay. be free for these people mm-hmm. and as you said we as all in the recent times we have we are trying to normalize mental health but do you ever feel that when it comes to internet and social media there is a portrayal of a very positive picture out there and it it turns out to be positive to a level where it becomes toxic and for someone who's dealing with mental health right now who's dealing with anxiety seeing so many things seeing a perfect picture of everyone's life it makes them a bit vulnerable makes them feel like a misfit in that situation in speaking from personal experience when i was on social media i i went off social media for a while and before that i realized that when i was on social media there there was this sense of a perfect picture of everyone which made me feel like a misfit which made me feel which made me look down upon myself and which in in a way felt very toxic so what do you have to say about that Mm, yeah first of all let me just say uh that i feel for you that you had to go through that process where you felt like a misfit um a lot of people pretty much everyone out there does and uh that is the absolute downside of what the internet and social media is going to do which is one on one comparison with every other individual um that you see online and what people forget is you are comparing your ordinary life or daily life with the best parts of everyone else's life um that they are putting out so whatever for example whichever individual that you think has a perfect life it's only the perfect stuff that they are putting out so lack of honesty and lack of authenticity will lead to this issue on the influencer side where they're not putting out themselves as they who or as who they really are or they're not sharing their struggles as much as they're sharing the best parts of their life because that doesn't get likes maybe or uh, that doesn't get you traction or maybe they're just scared to do that or maybe they have just formed this perfect image by the way people go through this also where they form this perfect image online that no matter what they go through in their personal life they feel the compulsion to maintain that perfect image online that's the struggle maybe on their side and on your side you are looking at the perfect bits of them only now no matter how much you me or dhruv explains to people that don't compare because this is only the perfect parts of people's lives 
we are humans in the end we are complicated beings and what we see visually every single day is always going to be what we compare each other to so i don't think that even if people realize and understand what you mentioned or what i mentioned right now it's not going to change how they feel tomorrow and they're mm-hmm. going to continue keep doing that so i think the responsibility lies on authenticity of people who are online who right. should be willing to share all aspects of their life and not just the perfect ones and be true to their story for example one of the most common questions in in my q and a that i do online sometimes is how does it feel to have a perfect life and i the every single time i have the same answer this is don't believe everything you see on my profile it's not the only bits and pieces that's going on and you know i am guilty of doing exactly what you have described also where i put out the best parts of my life um i don't remember the last time i put out a struggle mm-hmm. except for what happened with my dog winter um which was a very vulnerable situation i did share that and it felt good because it it everyone saw winter as this beautiful dog that i had and our relationship was perfect and amazing but we went through this challenge and i wanted people to know that this also exists and nobody's life is perfect and bad things can happen but apart from that even i am guilty of in the past putting out the perfect bits of my life so on the one hand people like me or who are 100 times more popular who are already out there have the responsibility of being authentic and i don't mean that selectively choose struggles and put them out just mm-hmm. be honest mm-hmm. honesty is absolutely the most rare ingredient on social media um so i wish people talked about how they got success but they're still not happy i wish people talked about what compromises they had to make to get there i wish people talked about that they had an amazing breakfast but the rest of the day was absolute crap mm. so these things are more healthy and these we, things will yeah we need to acknowledge that we even if we are not as influential or even just as a person who's putting content out there we need to acknowledge the fact that we have to use it responsibly because you never know the the content that we are putting out there could affect anybody in what manner you have no idea of the consequences of that's true that particular piece of content it could be a very minute thing for you but it's not just you doing it there are a trillion other people doing it and in the similar format so it, yeah. it just creates a very it has a gravity to it it a lot of gravity to it so and if you truly want people to idolize you and believe that they can be like you then you have to show them the bits and pieces where you relate the most which is struggles and issues mm-hmm. so if a particular individual who has a strong presence online talks about his struggles or issues or daily mundane things also which his followers can relate to then they will automatically start relating to the fact that i can also do the other things that this individual is doing because in the end this person is someone just like me but if if you have only the perfect part to compare it to then mm. you compare all the non perfect parts of yourself to the perfect parts so i'm right. not saying don't put out your achievements and your amazing life do it absolutely you have the right to put mm. the other part also so that your followers can see that and be inspired that despite all these struggles which i also have in my life he has done xyz so even i can reach that height 
that's true empowerment and that's true influencing in that sense correct do you think this situation will change with time like will internet ever be a positive happy perfect to be place i like don't the genuine happy place not the just just the positive part will it ever be a, true i think we're a very long way away from it um authenticity is definitely a long way away but i would consider it a big step if people were just nice to each other online uh which is something which mr data also acknowledged in one of his instagram posts which ironically also got attacked so you can imagine the level of um everyone's just frustrated online and i don't i wish i knew the answer to why people want to be mean to each other online is it because they have anonymity and no accountability is it because they are just frustrated with their own perceptions of the world or is it because um i don't know is it because they genuinely hate, hate everybody because that seems unlikely i think so, it's just dumping your insecurities on the internet probably yeah and despite what you think people with a strong presence and i don't mean me i don't have hundreds of presence that people have out there people with a strong presence who are a public image also even who get a lot of comments hate etc you might think that because they have reached a certain level they are unaffected by it but you're wrong anyone who reads bad things about them at the end of the day gets affected by it and i think if you just make that switch in your mind or in the minds of everyone on, on online that whatever i'm about to type each word that i'm about to type is going to directly impact the mental well-being and the status of a person then maybe at least some of them might be willing to change um others are of course people who know this already and want to affect them in a bad way but every word that you type is affecting someone somewhere so you have to be to give you an example yesterday i had put up um a post about um sexual harassment uh and it also had a mention of uh, the lgbtq community queer community and i thought it was a correct comparison of what the post mentioned but one of the, one of a bisexual follower uh reached out to me and said that you know for xyz reasons i find this post problematic so we had a conversation and it turned out that it was subjective to interpretation i interpreted it a certain way and she interpreted it a certain way and both were right and i could have stuck to it and sort of said that i think this is my view and i'll keep it online but as someone who doesn't belong to that community as someone to whom someone else is coming and saying that it has affected me you don't have the right to go and say that yeah but i don't think it does because you don't get to decide someone else's feelings if they're telling you they are xyz feelings so i do get down but i don't see that happening at all in the in the near future but i would definitely recommend each person on their own individual level to keep being very conscious about what they're putting out very conscious about what they're replying replying to what replies they're typing and just imagine one of the key things uh, one of the secrets that you can use to um, be nice online is when you're commenting on someone something just imagine that that person is having the absolute worst day in their life and then think about what you're commenting sort of puts a filter about what it makes you think about what you're saying and how it will impact someone mm-hmm. so 
online culture is truly toxic and nobody nobody is shielded from it not any celebrity not even ratan tata no not me nobody is shielded from it so that uh, i think the only way to combat toxicity is with a cliched line and which is the easiest way to save the world is with kindness so the more toxicity people put out the more kindness you should put out instead of just saying that it's all gone to crap right but that being said i feel uh, we need to normalize the fact that it's okay to have struggles it's okay it's it's an inevitable part of our lives and why not embrace it why not cherish our imperfections and embrace it in a manner that and so that we normalize it and people are not affected by it these things don't trigger people no. yeah i agree struggles and in fact in 2020 now the internet is so woke that they can call out uh, fake stuff or inauthentic stuff so why not be authentic anyway right. authenticity is if you do in fact if you do in fact care about if your goal is popularity and um, being trending and stuff then for it even serves that purpose if you want it which is if you're truly authentic you will always be relevant but if you're putting on a facade it's only a matter of time till you go out of trend and people move on 